This ain't your father's podcast. Oh, wait. Yeah, it is. The Stock Dads are back with their podcast, Stocks and Sandals. Learn about the stock market as our analysts break down their trades, analyze their wins and losses, and look for new opportunities every week. So buckle up and don't make me turn this car around. Here are your hosts, Fuzz and Stock Shaman. What's going on, everybody? Welcome to episode nine of the Stocks and Sandals podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Fuzz, here, always with me, Stock Shaman. What's going on, man? How's your week been? Weekend was good. How was yours? Not too shabby. Wasn't too bad. It's been a busy week, man. It sure has. <laughs> like, <laughs> I mean, this whole month has just been almost a blur. <laughs> Luckily, as of yesterday, Thursday, we closed out a lot of week or the monthly options. So, yeah, I mean, just thinking about like going back to think about the entire month of March has absolutely been insane as far as the markets go with everything that has been going on russia ukraine the fed inflation rate hikes i mean it was a busy month <laughs> it was it was we had some rallies and pullbacks and i mean it was one of the biggest bounces that we've had in a long long time since they've been keeping records and all that kind of good stuff but yeah from the downturn that we've had to the bounce back up has just been absolutely mind-boggling <laughs> didn't apple have they did broke a record that they had like 11 or was it 12 i believe it was 11 days. straight green days and that was their biggest run since 2003 if i'm not mistaken but yeah apple just on a tear these past two two and a half weeks and finally the markets have decided to take a little bit of a chill pill which has been much appreciated. <laughs> but we went from minus two to positive two standard deviations within you know a short amount of time. So that is incredibly impressive across the board. And like we've talked about before, everybody was short and the whole world was ending, you know, Russia invading Ukraine. And, you know, the market said, red pool, but we'll, to the outside. <laughs> we'll go this way. Yeah. And, you know, we talked about it before. The market is an equal opportunity dream killer. And everyone with those puts got clapped. And we've been on this short squeeze rally. And Speaking of clapped, can we just talk about... I'm scared where this is going. <laughs> Chris Rock's face for a second. Oh, God. <laughs> he got clapped all as well. Okay, so Chris Rock made a joke. And I think the interesting thing is that, you know, Will Smith was laughing to start with. He was. <laughs> and then his wife looked at him and <laughs> that was over. And so he just kind of walked up on stage uninterrupted, which is impressive. I, well, they, you know, they're allowed to walk up on stage. It is an award show. You got to go get your award. But he just kind of walked up there and just casually just whack. <laughs> it slapped Chris Rock. <laughs> and I know there's that debate. Was it staged or was this an actual thing? And I don't know. <laughs> Do you think it was, we ever will? I don't know. I've seen these like close up images of like Chris Rock's face where it looks like he has like some kind of patch on his cheek to kind of look like he was patting it or bracing for it. And oh, there's so many conspiracy things. It also on this. looked like he was leaning into it a little bit, like he was expecting it. His hands were behind his back. Yeah, I mean, impressive to take that, even, you know, acting or not. And 
just going with it. I mean, that's impressive. <laughs> just got hit yeah. by a grown man and just kept on with the job at hand, you know? <laughs> Knock that uh, Botox right off his face. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the slap heard around the world. <laughs> sure was. <laughs> but, you know, from what I heard or read last time is that they were trying to punish Will Smith. So I don't know if it's all a scam or what because, you know, ratings have been terrible for the Oscars in the past yeah. few years. So we might never know. <laughs> we might not. So yeah, you had a pretty good week in the market. Yeah, it was all right. We had a couple wins, a couple losers. Before we get started, though, we are not financial advisors. This content is for entertainment and education purposes only. Boom. Thank you, because I totally almost forgot to do that. <laughs> Yeah, we've had some pretty interesting days within the Discord. It's been a lot of fun this week. A little bit slow down uh, these past two days, but overall pretty good, solid week overall. So the SPY, they've rallied back up, and they even closed above one of the key levels, 458.12 on Tuesday. And since then, they've finally given some of that back, and we're pretty much right at where we started the week. So we're getting this nice little doji candle that you pointed out earlier before we hopped on. That indexes are all pretty much forming the same candle on the weekly time frame. So be sure to check that out. And you know, if that doji or shooter candle, if it does close a little lower, we want to pay attention to that because if that goes in force, what we are looking for is a move to break this week's low. And that could potentially send us even lower, which, you know, we've had this incredible run, so it wouldn't be too out of question. I'm, I'm kind of paying attention to that 200 simple over there on the daily for SPY, which is about 447. And then, of course, I'm definitely keeping an eye on that 445 level slightly below that. So definitely some things to kind of keep in mind. But yeah, it's been a busy week, a busy month overall, and the way that they've ran things and we've closed the quarter. And we got a new one, and yeah, there's there's so much going on right now. <laughs> this week has been wiki. Wiki, <laughs> that that's a good sense. way to put it. I mean, you're getting these sharp moves up and down just across the board. Yeah, and you know the Nasdaq, they they got some more work to do as compared to the S and P 500. They're still below the 200 simple, whereas the S and P is above it. So they've had this nice run up. You know, Apple's led the way. Tesla's been having a lot of fun. And, you know, we'll get into some of that news because, I mean, we've had a lot of news this week. But, yeah, the Qs, they, they definitely got a little bit more work to do on there. And the IWM, they've made that nice rally. You know, we've had a nice meme run with AMC and AMC's, you know, given some of that back now. But, you know, still impressive overall. I'll give it to them on that. But, yeah, IWM broke that 209, 210 level. So if you go back and pull up your charts, draw a line at 209, 210 level. And you'll see what we're talking about here. But that level was acting as support pretty much all last year. We, it was trading in this zone and we got that breakdown and 209 to 10 was now acting as resistance. So support became resistance once it broke down. And we had that one day that closed above it. It was like Tuesday. And since then, we've come back in. We're right back where we started the week for the most part. And we're trading under it and we got a little bit of a shooter candle situation in the formations right now as we speak so we'll see where that closes of course but you know we still gotta see where things want to go and is this another fake out by the iwm it's the fake out king <laughs> it really is i mean we got put in this situation because iwm 
broke out, you know, and came back down and Failed. dropped below its box that it was in for the whole year last year. And now we're in this position. <laughs> yeah, that's a good way to put it, though. It is the breakout king where it just popped above and now it's back down. So just no follow through. Yeah, you know, small caps, There, there's a lot of broke names, <laughs> I guess is the good way to say it. And with the rising of the interest rates, it's not going to bode too well for them, even though the market is trying to call bull on Powell and all that kind of good stuff. So, yeah, we'll see. Well, we'll kind of go ahead and move. There's that Powell thing again. <laughs> Every time I pop up, there's a Powell going, say what? <laughs> say what? But yeah, we had a pretty good week, though, in the Discord. You want to talk about some of the wins there? Sure, we can do that. Speaking of breakout, Bitcoin had a breakout over the weekend, breaking that 45K level and then retesting it this week and holding that as I last checked. Nice, nice. Which I swung some Riot contracts over the weekend that printed Monday for about 120%. So that was a fun one. We also have our Crypto Dads which you guys can join www.stockdads.com slash plans if you are into crypto. Nice, nice. So that was like my biggest trade, swinging that over the weekend. Yeah, that and that Tesla butterfly. Yeah. We kind of worked that out before the podcast while we were on live. Yeah, we did. We got into a Tesla butterfly and they came out with news that they were going to see about another split and put it to the shareholders to approve it, which I don't see any resistance on that note. So, you know, I, it'll probably be approved and we'll get another Tesla split. Everyone and, loves a split. Yeah, and we all know what happened to Tesla <laughs> last time. That thing just ran like a horse about three weeks before its actual split. But yeah, we got into a Tesla split and then we gapped up and we were able to snag 100% profits off of that. That was probably only worth what? Two hours of the market being open. <laughs> yeah, so oh. we were able to snag that, and I only had a small position in that, but we did have someone within the Discord to hang on to that. Nash, shout out to him. He actually held on to one and let it be his runner, and he was able to get uh, 465%, so it went from 190 to like 10. <laughs> yeah, it was, I think it was 10.6. Like, absolutely incredible return off of that so good job nash that's awesome but yeah i actually had one runner to hang on but yeah that gap up kind of you know threw my time frame off a little bit because our uh, top wing was 1100 and when it gapped up it went right to that top wing so yeah. it was kind of risky where if it goes over top yep we were playing off the momentum that the market was giving us and basing upon you know some fibs and you know what the anticipated move for the week was and a few other things. And then that gap up just kind of outperformed what we were kind of looking for. So we wanted to go ahead and clear that off the table, get the win, lock the profits. And, you know, it's come back in and since then. So that play is rocking and rolling. So, yeah, good job, Nash, for holding that for sure. Uh, I'm curious yeah. to see what it is now since we are later in the day, you know, because that contract, because Tesla's trading at 1080 right now. And that. So I think what was max profit on that? I think it was 18. Yeah, so, so it's probably, probably around there right now. <laughs> so, yowza. <laughs> yeah, speaking of split, GameStop announced that, too, they were going to do it either 2 to 1 or 3 to 1 they want to try to do. I never looked up the number there, but yeah, I think that's... Because they're at 300 million shares right now, and they want to bring it to a billion. So yeah, about three and a half, give or take. So we have between GameStop splitting, Amazon splitting, Google splitting, Tesla splitting... We just have a lot of splits 
in the works that are, you know, Google and Amazon. I think those are all voted on already. I don't think GameStop or Tesla have. I need to go back and look. I don't know if they voted, if it's been approved yet. I don't know when shareholders have to approve, but I know Google wants to split in July and I think Amazon is supposed to split in June. So we still have a few months left on that. But yeah, the GameStop one, that was just kind of out of the blue. <laughs> yeah. And I believe the CEO of GameStop is even getting involved in Bed Bath & Beyond. I think there's some news there too. And he's getting two board seats, two or three board seats from what I remember off of that. I think that was announced this week too. So yeah. Crazy. What about you? What was your biggest winner for the week? Okay, so we had the Tesla. We had... D-Nut, D-Nut, Cream. That one was a pretty big one in the Discord. That one got to about 120%. That one still holding a runner because it's a freebie and, you know, let it do its thing. It still has time on it. Let's see. I know I had a few more because we had some scalps in there. I'm just trying to think off the top of my head there. Let's see. I know I got clapped on Cisco. <laughs> I definitely got clapped on Cisco. That one went, got head faked on it. Visa was a pretty good one. That one turned out to be a nice little swing there. And let's see, Chewy did pretty good on that. And Apple, we had a 70% runner on that one. Let's see. So yeah, not too bad, not too shabby. But yeah, Tesla and Donut were probably my best ones for the week for sure. But yeah, a lot of interesting things going on. You know, it's still kind of a news-driven market, even though the VIX has drastically gone down. It's been a little bit more quieter as far as volatility goes. But even though every now and then it'll poke its head up like it's done today, uh, where it popped above 20 and 21 even. And it was like, hey guys, I'm still here. Don't forget about me. <laughs> yeah, make volatility great again. <laughs> But yeah, we've had a lot of interesting things going on, but overall the market did take a chill pill. We had, let's see, uh, the weed news this week. Oh yeah, that's right. That was just today, wasn't it? Yeah. The House passed the marijuana decriminalization bill. Mm. 220 to 204 in favor of that. That has to go to the Senate. And we did notice that the weed names were starting to get some attention in the options flow and in the dark pools. And, you know, I believe we've had a few members take advantage of that. You know, they are some favorite names like Tilray. And I think you mentioned Sundial earlier had traded like some outrageous amount of shares today. <laughs> the volume on it was 148 million shares. Mm. All right. So the we bill gets passed in the house 220 to 204. And they want to tax it at 5% and then 8%. So I know there's plenty of states that have medical marijuana. I don't know. Does your state do anything on that? No, the Wisconsin doesn't have anything for... Wisconsin doesn't do anything. No. I don't think the state of Georgia... See, I don't smoke it, so I don't, I don't even know. I don't think they have medical... I may be wrong. Don't quote me on that. I guess I'm an old soul in that department. I'm out of the loop. <laughs> but I know... 37 states have it approved for medical use, and there's only 18 states and D.C. that allow it for recreational use. So this is definitely a step towards the legalization process. But of course, it has to go to the Senate. And for those who you know aren't familiar with the procedure there and the current situation, the Democrats need all of them. So they need everyone 
plus 10 Republicans in order to get that passed. So it might be an uphill battle <laughs> because I don't know, you know, how many you have recreation on here in Chicago. Uh oh, because <laughs> we're, <laughs> you know, we got a trip coming up to Chicago. So oh, yeah, that's the middle of May. Yeah, yeah, we got a trip in Chicago in a month, month and a half. So I personally will not. <laughs> But how about that? There you go. So yeah, there's still a lot of work to do on that front, but I know a lot of people are watching it and probably do your American duty right to your senators if you want that. Want that done. I've never done that. Have you? No, I haven't. Or call them up angrily. <laughs> I want to speak. I'd like to see if it works. I highly doubt it. <laughs> I want to hear someone's story about where they wrote or called into their representative and fussed them out or something. Yeah, let us know. <laughs> That'd be epic. But yeah, so we have that going on. So we have splits. We have the weed. We also have China. China. What happened in China? So they added Baba to their list of, I guess, keep an eye on. So there's always been like this fight between U.S. regulators and the China names because they don't think that China is all that open, transparent. Yeah, transparent with their numbers and all that jazz. So they want access to at least three years worth of financial audits. And so that just kind of puts them in this awkward position because they're not a U.S.-based company. And now they're kind of stuck in the middle between U.S. regulation and China regulators. So that happened. But there was news today, right? Today for the China stocks? Yeah, like they're trying to kind of work with each other. <laughs> And the China names today got a little bit of a pop. I am right on that, right? <laughs> yes. Okay, so I <laughs> just want to make sure I'm feeding y'all the right info. But yeah, so they are kind of still dealing with that. And today they kind of announced that China might be open or is open to allow that. So that's kind of interesting. And China names, they're volatile, especially here in the U.S. markets. They gap up and gap down based upon whatever happens on their parent end over there and overseas markets. So it's always tricky, but you know, we've had a lot of success with some of those, especially like SE and Futu yeah. and even <clears throat> Baidu and, and Baba, I do believe. Yeah, there's a couple people that are long-term and part of our Discord group that have a fair share of China holdings, but they do their DD and they have their price targets and all their fundamentals done. Yeah, as long as you have the plan, stick to the plan, and you should be good, even if they do gap up and down, cap your levels and all that. I'm going to be a pretty gappy one, too. Yes, they definitely gap up and gap down on a daily basis. So I don't know if you pull up that chart and you'll you'll have some fun with that. <laughs> you know, what is up with all these gaps? And that's just the overseas movement. So you definitely have to pay attention to what goes on across the way to figure things out. But yeah, speaking of that, so what sectors... How did they do this week? What did we have? Um, real estate led the way this week. Real estate. The most exciting one, right? Who pays attention to real estate? I'm just kidding. So real estate, that one has been off of everyone's kind of radar there. You know, that's something that we can pay attention to. But for the most part, it hasn't been like the absolute beast, <laughs> no. to say the least. So... Yeah, we can take a visit at that, you know, within the Discord and see what's kind of going on and take a look under the hood. But as far as that goes, you know, let's see who else did pretty well, good. Uh, utilities, mm. uh, healthcare had a decent week at 2% for the week. Healthcare seems to be coming in lately because even that for the month, they're up about 5%. Nice. If I were to definitely rank 
the sectors, you know, energy, of course, would still be my number one structure and trend still looks great there on the energy names. XLU, like you said, utilities have been on a tear and we've had members take advantage of that and they've had great success, especially with Duke. I've seen some good winners off of Duke, D-U-K, off not of that one. Basketball team. Yeah, not the basketball team. And let's see, is Duke out? I, I think they are. I don't even know. See, I still didn't pay attention this week, so shame on me on that. Let's see, North Carolina beat St. Peter's. No, Duke's still in. Duke is still in. Sweet. Duke plays Villanova. <laughs> Duke plays North Carolina, and then Villanova oh, plays boy. Kansas. Oh so. boy! <laughs> so the rivalry continues on that one. I'll have to check out the sports betting section to see what the odds are on that. But yeah, they've been killing it too on dad bets and the sports bettings for sure. I've seen some gains over the weekend on the the sports bets has been impressive. <laughs> yeah, they're pretty good at that. Those callers that we have, they do a lot of research into their games. And even DJ, what he started out with like twenty bucks. In his account, and it's up something ridiculous. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so y'all be sure to check out Dad Bets and come check out the sports betting section because I don't know how they do it and all the stats that they have to look at and pin them up against each other and come up with that. But it's pretty impressive. Yeah, <laughs> the success so many, rate. There's so many variables there too. You know, yeah, players and getting hurt and matchups and it's nah. quite impressive. All right, so we got energy, utilities, like you said, and healthcare. That's another one. I would put that. XLV as my number three rank, and then XLP, our consumer staples, as probably rank number four. That's kind of how I would situate them for sure. But yeah, I'm still kind of leaning more so on the energy names. EOG looks pretty. Let's see. LMT, uh, Lockheed Martin, that's a good structure and good name to kind of keep an eye on for sure. MOS, your fertilizer names. MOS, great looking structure, bullish trend. CCJ, that's a uranium play. So yeah, metals, going to keep that one in there. All the steel names, pretty much. US Steel, ticker symbol X, and STLD are doing pretty good. Transports took a little bit of a whack today. UNP, uh, if y'all y'all pay attention to like the railroads and stuff like that, UNP got a little bit of a hit today. They were removed from IBD's like top list or whatever. And, you know, they've been on a great run. So obviously there is going to be some kind of profit taking on that. So that's a pretty good buy the dip name right there too. Oh yeah. I mean, if it comes in like just a tad bit more, I, yeah, hands down, just grab that. It's a good name, good stock to own. I do believe they pay a dividend. I know CSX does. So yeah, that one I'm definitely kind of paying attention to. Let's see economic data. I guess we can talk about that real quick unless you still had some tickers. Nope. No. Okay. So yeah. economic Excuse me, economic data this week, a little bit, eh, it was okay. It wasn't as busy that it can be for sure. So we had unemployment numbers. They weren't too bad. 3.6% from 3.8%. So unemployment rate is still pretty solid. So we got that going for us. GDP came in at 6.9% versus 7.1%. Jobless data, 202K versus 197K. And our non-farm payrolls, 431K versus 490k so a little bit of a mixture there but overall pretty solid stuff there. getting some good participation rates and the labor market seems to keep on improving and that pretty much bodes well for the fed to continue with their rate hikes we actually get their minutes next week so we had you know their meeting of about what two weeks ago two three weeks ago where they first raised the rates 
and now we get those minutes and we get to dive in to see what they actually discussed and see if there was any kind of dissension and all that kind of good stuff. So we get that info revealed to us. And they were uh, talking about, what, seven hikes this year at a 25 basis points? Yep. Evans was speaking today, actually, and he was talking about that he wants to see seven or that the Fed could see seven quarter point rate hikes this year and three more next year. But I'm Bullard and I think there's another one. Williams, maybe. No, Williams is probably there's a few members. So I know Bullard for sure is wanting to do a little bit more. He wants to do 50 basis points which is definitely more hawkish and more hasty than what they're trying to do. So they're trying to do like this balancing act where they reel it in and try to get inflation under control slowly so they don't freak out the markets and send us into a possible recession. But they're trying to give us a nice little soft landing. It is a balancing act for sure. It's definitely uh, a fine line they're walking. And we all know that Powell does a good job. I don't know anybody that would possibly want to be in the position that he is in, but you know, he keeps getting reconfirmed <laughs> and he's like, Oh yeah, let's keep doing it. Like, Why? <laughs> but yeah, so we had that going on and then, you know, we got a new quarter. So we get the next fed meeting in May, you know, that's coming up next month. So we'll have to pay attention to that, but definitely the most widely talked about situation is the two year and 10 year treasury note inversion and that was being talked about left and right the other day but we got our two-year 10-year yield inversion and that's the first time that this has happened since 2019 and this happened like in 2019 this is when we were having like a back and forth with china and you know anytime there is an inversion there is like a warning flag that you know a recession is possible of course there's a whole lot of things that have to happen in order for that to occur. But the past eight times that we've had this inversion within like 14 months or so, we've had some sort of recession. And 2019 is, of course, the last example of that where we had a small, I guess you could argue, with COVID. But before then, we had the inversion back in 2006 and 2007. And it was a constant inversion. It wasn't like a bloop and then back to normal. But then we had, you know, of course, the financial crisis recession there. So, yeah. <laughs> so, some crazy <laughs> things there. <laughs> yeah, not to scare you or anything. There is, of course, plenty of things that have to go on. You know, Powell says he's focused on 18-month or further out treasury yields, which aren't showing any kind of warning signs. So, you know, like we said, the question is, can the Fed orchestrate a soft landing? It is too soon to conclude some recessionary outcomes, so to speak. And we'll just have to pay attention to a lot of the signals out there. But yeah, there is that potential for some slowdown as far as growth goes over the upcoming years because we've had such a nice big run and the Fed's been pumping. So, And we were talking to about that a little bit last week of like it'd be perfectly normal to trade sideways for a while. Yeah. <clears throat> I've got some moves. A lot of people experienced that over the last, you know, year, two years with just the massive run up minus the after the COVID happened, it just up, 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 up. <laughs> that's not normal. So no, <laughs> definitely not. <laughs> and it can take some time to digest that move and see what's happening with the hikes and the yields and the yield curve. <laughs> exactly. 
yeah, like you said, this has not been normal market conditions. And I know all of y'all would pretty much agree that the run that it's had was once in a lifetime situation that, well, who, who knows, may never happen again. You know, we've had the Fed pump, you know, just a crazy outperformance. And now we're at this situation where, okay, where do we go next? Are we turning sideways or are we starting to go somewhere else that we need to kind of brace ourselves for? And a lot of it does rely heavily on the Fed. <laughs> and that's something, that's why we monitor that. That's why you always have people like Fuzz in the Discord watching all that and taking notes and so we can try to get a gauge on what we were moving. Yeah, we try to make it easier on your life. <laughs> we'll, we'll give you the lowdown version. <laughs> Join the Discord just so you don't have to listen to Powell talk and just get the cliff notes from Fuzz. Yeah, there was this one day he was talking for like two hours, but it was the most boring thing on the face of the planet. <laughs> I think we talked about that on the podcast. Like th it was like two or three weeks ago and it was just all questions getting asked that like didn't have answers. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and like silly questions too. And they do that to Biden a lot. He came in, he wanted to talk about COVID relief and all the reporters wanted to ask him about was Russia. And he was yep. like, Come on, guys. <laughs> that was when he got his shot, I think, this week. Oh, yeah. He got his second booster. I guess that's another news event. You know, Myrna getting approved for their second booster. I haven't gotten my booster, my first booster, but that's okay. <laughs> I need to go look and check to see when I'm supposed to get it. I'm not too sure if I've surpassed that. I don't even know. What is it? Six months? No. Oh, they lowered it, didn't they? Yeah, I think they did. Oops. <laughs> I might start have to over. check in on that. Is that what happened? No, you don't have to start no, over, do you? I don't think so. <laughs> not, God, that not 100% sure. Oh, God, I hope not. That would suck. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so we've gone over quite a good bit of info. I'm sorry if I've ranted. <laughs> we kind of jumped around a little bit and here, there, the other place. It wasn't as bad as last week, though. We <laughs> no, we promised to suck less each week, guys. <laughs> yes. <laughs> So we talked about the overall market conditions right now. Let's see. I got Tesla's chart pulled up for some some reason. Probably because we were talking about Tesla there. Yeah. Spread. Yeah, the spread. And Tesla has their numbers released tomorrow, Saturday. Of course, if you're listening to this on Monday, they released their delivery numbers tomorrow or Sunday. I know Neo released theirs and they had good numbers. And then back in January, they leased like a 20,000 square foot place in California to try to bring their cars to the United States. Okay, that was my next question. So Neo doesn't make cars here in the U.S. because I've never seen one. I've never seen one. You might see a couple in like California, maybe. Okay. Yeah, I'm over here in Georgia and there's Teslas around everywhere, but I haven't seen the Neo. I haven't seen a Rivian, but I know we have a Discord member. Does Rivian uh, make cars yet? <laughs> <laughs> And algorithm uh, has one ordered. Algo, okay. Yeah. yeah, I know he said his is supposed to be delivered in a few weeks. Yeah, I think he gets a test drive one. Oh, he gets the test shortly. drive. Because I think he had it pre-ordered and then they like pushed it back. And so, now we get so We don't even know if they got deliveries yet. <laughs> I, yeah. They're not making money yet. Which is what they said today, by the way. The CEO was like, pretty much bear with us. We're not going to be making money anytime soon. So go ahead and be aware of that <laughs> at least he's transparent about it you know yeah so i'm like uh just was it nikola like they're making money yeah who was that that was nikola wasn't it yeah 
they got clapped <laughs> so hard. But they've had a decent run up over the last little bit, I believe. But they got rid of their CEO. They got a new CEO now, as far as Nikola goes. So yeah, interesting stuff in the EV world. And Biden said he wants to speed up that process uh, as far as getting the materials and stuff like that. So we're still kind of paying attention to the metals and what the supplies they need to make that happen. Because Biden is definitely in, let's get this thing going and get away from oil. But getting away from oil comes with a price. Yeah. And you have to find the materials. Yeah. And those materials aren't readily available here in the U.S. <laughs> no, no, they're not. They're all overseas. They are. Uh, so, yeah. Next week, as far as things go, nothing too crazy. We get the minutes from the Fed meeting, and we get some of the normal data that we deal with on a day-in-day-in basis. And I'm still keeping an eye on energy and metals, utilities. I like the, I like the XME metals, AA. AA. Yeah, your DD pick's doing pretty good still. Um, Relaxing a little bit, but. Yeah, I think I want to be still kind of patient and vigilant on dip buy opportunities. We're getting some of that. CVS was one that I was kind of eyeing, but now I'm a little unsure. I'll have to take a little bit of a deeper dive into that one. But I think the overall question for next week, and if you're listening to this on Monday for this week, the question is, because we're getting this pullback within the indices, do they start to catch another bid and if they do where can we look to get in on the dip buy so i'll be paying attention to apple and to tesla you know if those even come in just a little bit more that could present itself as a buying opportunity of course we need the signals to line up there of course but yeah we'll have to figure out what spy and the nasdaq and the iwm want to do because right now they're they are forming those doji almost shooter candles so what do you got for next week? You got a bear hat or you got a... Yeah, I think I'll have to go with the bear cap. This it says week. the bear cap. I think I'm going to join you with that bear cap too. Yeah, And it depends. These shooter candles, if they go in force, that could signal some more dips, which I'm perfectly okay with because that just gives us more opportunities to get long. But, you know, they do have to catch a bid. But especially those energy names, if you bring, pull up the XLE, if that gives you a dip, just buy the dip on the energy. <laughs> yep. EOG, Devin, Sobes. I know Sobes. Devin's going to go on your no trade list, but Devin's still fantastic structure, and we're kind of keeping an eye on that play as well. So your energy names, your utilities, Duke, Southern, Dominion, all those guys look fantastic. And, of course, we'll take a dive on the XLV, all that kind of stuff. But, yeah, what you got? You got anything particular? I'm watching them like the Metals X, ATI, a good one. Yeah, Newcore. and Newcore, yeah, all those are really nice liquid names, easy to trade, nice, nice options chain and all that kind of good stuff. But yeah, all right, I think that does it for me. Do you got anything, final thoughts? Nope, it looks like we got a couple weeks yet until earnings season starts picking up with the financials. So once that happens, we'll have more what's coming up on earnings, what we had this week, market reactions, all that stuff. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, man. Feels like we just got done with earnings and now we got another one. <laughs> yeah, this is, I think we're starting what, Q1 for this year? Yep. And that starts in about two or three weeks. I do believe we'll, we'll get into that. So, yep. brace yourselves. <laughs> 
All right. Well, that's going to do it for us, guys. We appreciate y'all listening in episode nine here of the Socks and Sandals podcast. Be sure to check us out at stockdads.com slash plans. We do have a free part in our Discord for you to jump in on and kind of get a feel for what we do and what we're all about and all that kind of good stuff. So be sure to check us out. Check us out on Facebook, TikTok, for sure. Chris does a good job at managing our TikTok. So y'all have a great one. We'll see y'all next week. See you guys. Thank you for listening to the Stocks and Sandals podcast. Make sure to subscribe for future episodes. Leave us a five-star review and join our premium community on Discord at stockdads.com slash plans. You can also follow us on all major social platforms. But most importantly, don't you dare touch that thermostat.